0: Welcome to the podcast, episode 9. So in this episode, we're going to do a QA and a of all the episodes we've done so far. Um, so Leon and I are still in Nairobi, Andy is still quarantining in the UK, um, so let's have a quick catch-up. Andy, how are you doing?
1: Yeah, um, okay. Yeah, obviously, you know, in the UK, you know, I wish I was here under happier circumstances, but... Yeah. You know, that is life, and sometimes you got rolled for punches. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, but here, got to UK when last... This is your second week of quarantine, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I'm yeah. into my second week yeah. now, yeah, so I did, obviously week one I got arrived on what day Thursday so yeah, yeah. so first week down it's two weeks of quarantining um has, has
0: anyone checked up on you at all to see that you're quarantining
1: well uh, I've actually I've technically i broken quarantine so I've had to come to my parents to, to see my dad yeah. so um you know we just said that we're just gonna break it but I'm not going Beyond, anywhere else so yeah. I'm going back because the fact is it's it, it makes you laugh you know as so, I said I think last week yeah I've had my COVID test. I'm completely COVID free. I've not been near another human. Unlike the majority of people wandering around. And they've just said, actually, in the UK, that flights of certain countries don't have to do quarantine as of next week. Oh, really? Spain, Italy, Turkey, all these weird countries around Europe. But we've got massively high COVID rates, (laughs) which is compared to kenya makes yeah. zero sense but anyway that's a different argument but yes <laughs> uh, probably to do with a trade agreement or something but yeah as i said um bit of a, sh- a shock i didn't train for a few days i was sorting out kit and things i've you know as i showed you guys you know people who follow my instagram will have seen got a lap pool down plate loaded lap pull down got some plates um took me about half an hour to to build um but, you know, it costs £150. You know, can't really knock it. Well, I think it's 157 and in delivery. And, you know.
0: What's that? That's like 15, 15,
2: 15
0: 17 pounds pounds Under 20 That's under
1: amazing. 20 miles, oh, yeah. So jealous. Um, <laughs> I don't know. And it's got, you know, it's lap pull down, it's got a low row element. But a bit like I showed you about power rack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. The power rack it has a lap pull down and it has a cable crossover attachment. <sighs> Six hundred pounds, which is yeah, okay, what? Six hundred pounds, like what? Seventy-five k. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Anything, okay? Can't even compare yeah.
1: that. And you wouldn't need much else yeah. in the gym, but yeah. So UK's got cheap gym equipment, and I think you know everyone's reloaded now, so stuff around the only thing's hard to get at the moment still plates. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. Generally, you know, I've got fifty kg as weight. So back to the training last couple of days, um, as I was saying to you guys before we start recording my weight picked up not you know ollie wasn't too concerned you know i'm very i get a lot of water retention when i fly anyway yeah. so my weight will often go up five to six pounds just from flying oh, it takes two days for the water to drop yeah. off uh, but then on top of that as i said to you it doesn't all drop off because i eat more ready food here like in, in kenya i literally eat the same meal every day for two two meals lunch yeah. and dinner's the same Every day for, you know, well, before I left, it was every day for two weeks, the same meal.
0: I knew, well, there's going to be a goat population <laughs> explosion now that oh, you're well, away. Go. Actually,
1: I moved on to chicken to have Oh, bacon okay. <laughs> I'll up goat legs. Yeah. Uh, I'll bring back and get them to goat. So it was like chicken curry, lunch cooked in a slow cooker, which makes four meals per oh, slow cooker. Yeah. So I was just churning those out, you know. So I had the same meal for Two, at least two weeks for lunch and dinner every single day so um, and that's and cooked then, from scratch yeah, yeah and from scratch I mean you know and for, for breakfast protein porridge
2: yeah.
1: and protein and then you know, a couple of minor snacks in between of bit fruit or some sort of protein related item um, but here you know breakfast low fat rice pudding and protein with some blueberries and raspberries lunch you know, I'm getting into Arla yogurts, which are 20 grams of protein per yoghurt, which are lovely. Nice. It's a little protein okay. snack. Yeah. Uh, so, but as with all these things, yeah, you know, I'm still cooking like a f- lot more fish here actually. I eat a lot more fish when I'm in the UK because there's more fish choice.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but I did find out because I was trying to work out what are the oily fishes of Kenya. Are there any? But I end up eating two types of fish in Kenya, tilapia and perch, Nile perch. It turns out Nile yeah, perch is one of the most, most oily common. fish in the world. Nile perch, really? I'm... Yeah, so oh, we'll wow. eating Nile perch for the Omegas. Yeah. Oh, it's, nice. Honestly, it's better than tuna. It's better than, you know, the, the levels of fat in Nile perch, good fats, yeah. oils, it's amazing. I only found this out recently because I was, I was researching what well, okay. i been here. Well, what that's good
0: to know because, yeah, those, that is easy and,
1: and relatively affordable so, uh, to eat. Stop using tilapia and be able mm. just the Nile perch. But, um, mm. so yeah, I eat more fish here, but. Fact is, I was saying to you, it's things like drinking monsters and you know, these things which have more salt, yeah. so I'm retaining a lot more fluid for just higher sodium levels in my diet. Yeah. so but yeah, there's nothing too concerned, and my steps have reduced. Living obviously on the farm and the ranch, I do average 15 to 20,000 steps every day, pretty much out. fell here. Yesterday, I did a lot. I did about seventeen, eighteen thousand 18,000 steps yesterday because I took the day off work yeah. just to get, go around. I was just in the flat, you know, yeah. walking around. And, you know, and I had a couple of walks in the day when people weren't around. Um, But most of the week, I've been doing 10,000 to 11,000 steps. So my body's like, oh, geez, you know. Not used to this. Yeah, weight uh... is, yeah. is but lower. body thinks I'm like, you know. Immobile, a sloth. But... <laughs> So it's not true fat weight as you know you know it takes an excess of 3500 calories for a pound of fat so
0: yeah i think that's i oh, think it's yeah. a, a really good point for people who put on like a kilo overnight or a yeah. couple of kilos in the week it's not fat it's probably you know like you said you've had some more salt than normal you've got yeah. some yeah. water retention and it also just goes to show how important your meat is you know you yeah. you've slashed yours in half and that's a yeah. That's
3: huge. Yeah, and your your body is just trying to adapt to the new environment, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, our steps have gone down a lot as well. And I'm actually okay with that because it'll be a great sort of starting point for when we begin our our deficit. Yeah,
1: true, true, You need room to move. As I always say this, when people are are bulking, you you want to get your calories steadily quite high. So when you do go down to the cutting I was like you know client I've got uh, my mate you know we stuck him up he was eating nearly you know 4000 calories mm. so now he's on 2500 while he feels really hungry but he's yeah. losing fat super quick yeah. we he brought it down you know 500 because you know it's like a mini cut so we're trying to do it fast and furious mm. but we didn't have to bring it down too low he's, on, he's, he's a lot smaller than me in weight wise but he's eating more calories than I am yeah, yeah, I know that's <laughs> so high, but um, you know, it's so he's seen the benefit of that. And if I, I know if I take him down to, to two thousand, like, you yeah, know, he's gonna drop weight, but yeah, you know, that's because he's being high. Yeah, I think people forget this a little bit. It's like, yeah, yeah, you need room, not so much wiggle room. It's like, but when you're bulking, you might as well scale back some of the steps, yeah, just help the yeah. cardio. Keep a little bit of cardio in for heart health I and mean, then keep the steps in more for mental health and blood pressure and stuff. Well exactly yeah. that
0: that's that's exactly what we do it for, you know. Yeah. We average between seven to seven to eleven. Yeah. So we're good with that. So it's, you know, a really good starting
1: point for well, one down and now you're not in the studio.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, now yeah, we like we work down. from home big time, big time. Um but yeah, we've got two two months left, so yeah it's,
3: yeah, it's good. It's um, learning a lot from Ollie so I can't complain. And it's a yeah. whole, it's a new world. Clients are enjoying it, so I'm enjoying it. I am, I'm, I'm like I was telling Clea, I'm not really missing the one-on-one that much.
1: <laughs> well, well, the thing is, that's it. I think for coaches, like when you do purely online, once you've got a client that understands it, they prefer it because they got more flexibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it, it suits everyone. <laughs> and it doesn't suit everyone. I always say it doesn't suit. If you're completely new to exercise, I think... Yeah, it'll be yeah, a bit it, hard. It'll benefit that is... from one-on-one for a short while. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think... But even, like, if you've got a completely new client, you can have a training session with them, one-on-one, like, train with you. Yeah. You can just about intensity, then go away.
3: And they exactly, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: So so they yeah, also not... not...
3: Dependent on you forever, you know, because I, I, I
1: think the online coach, yeah, mm-hmm. you
3: learn, you learn, you, you, you're you forced yeah. to almost learn, even if you didn't want to, as it's a about client.
1: Giving people skills to train themselves, yeah, it's not about having the same clients for let's say competition clients, if it's a general population client, they shouldn't be your client forever, yeah, once they've learned. Because, you know, you can teach your client to be essentially an unqualified personal trainer.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah,
1: Like a year and maybe more qualified than most people doing online courses, but you know, because you know, the amount of information, especially you set up a website, there's so much information there that they can learn and after a year maybe, but just general population we have got no specific goals, they should be able to fly the nest because you'll have more clients coming in, so everyone's a winner. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It. yeah. So let's let's get into some questions. Yeah. Thanks to everyone who sent those in.
1: Um, I gonna say, though, we've got some of the worst listeners. I love you all dearly, but <laughs> yeah, it's like trying to get
3: questions out
0: of you guys.
1: It's like trying to get blood from.
0: I stone.
3: know. Well, we we <laughs> rely on Leon. No, but um, and, and Andy and I. Uh... But I was also telling Claire, it's weird how, during the week, the DM is full with guys asking yeah, questions.
1: Exactly. As soon as you ask a question, you don't get Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When you're not asking people to ask questions. It's true. And when it seems you will ask questions, it's like tumbleweed.
3: Yeah.
0: That's when I get my mum DMing it's... me with a question. I'm like,
3: thanks, yeah. mum. <laughs> your mum's always,
0: always good for
2: questions.
3: Yeah. <laughs> she is. Because <laughs> it, is, it is weird. I'll put, um, I'll put uh, us going for a walk with a dog. And then questions yeah. will come in. Then the next post I'll put, you know, ask questions. Since they're coming in, I might as well put the tab. You can ask questions, then all you get is, hey,
1: Yes, exactly. Hi. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I do so, appreciate you as well. It, oh, yeah, no, it, it is. It's, it's the just funny. love a podcast. <laughs> Brilliant. Glad you do. I'm glad <laughs> you're viewing it. I'm really grateful
3: for that. But can you ask a question as well? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hilarious. So
0: thank you to everyone who did ask a question. I
1: appreciate you guys who asked the
0: question. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah. great. And I, no, no. every question is good. You can never ask something completely Definitely. stupid. Definitely, so. yeah. Well, you can, but that doesn't matter. That's the whole point. Yeah, if
3: you don't know, ask.
0: Yeah. So our first question, um, we are deciphering this one a little bit. So I am feeling fatigued. Should I stay out for long? Because I feel if I do stay out for long, I'm going to lose. So we've deciphered that to be someone who's scared of losing their gains if they, I don't know, take a week off
1: or, or
0: do a deload or something like that. So gents...
1: Yeah, it's one of those and we talked about it a lot, the importance of recovery. Yeah. Now, the importance of recovery you know, I've just had a week off. Did I worry about training? No. Really did then, because I know I'm not gonna lose any actual body mass. If I look I may look smaller, but that's more to do with we've talked about before, myofibular hypertrophy versus psychoplasmic hypertrophy psychoplasmic hypertrophy being all those fluids inside the muscle but comes from training regularly now when you stop training those fluids reduce but on the flip side your glycogen levels increase so you might still look quite full but say you're not eating many carbs maybe not but the fact is your actual muscle fibers are not reducing unless you've got and I always say this to people, stop worrying, unless you're in a coma, yeah. or completely hospitalised, your muscles are not going to waste away, we're not going to say catabolic, unless you've got obscene amounts of cortisol, right, but if you're taking a rest break, the opposite's probably true, is to, to reduce the amount of cortisol in your body, which therefore will, that, yeah, will not cause a catabolic effect on the muscles, and... It'll have a zero impact on actual myofibular size.
0: Yeah, and it's yeah. not like you're starving. Well, hopefully you're not starving yourself in your no. rest week. You know, you're you're hitting your your um your targets. So, like, yeah, that's
1: the thing. if you are using eat, you're right there. If you're eating with calories, you were eating while you were training, and then you stop training, that's almost not. It, it may create a surplus if you're deficit was marginal
2: yeah,
1: which may benefit the recovery period without having to eat more food you just scale back about training a little bit so you're not using so many calories, not using all your glycogen and you may get benefits so yeah um, you're right, yeah don't, yeah, yeah, don't sweat it so much
3: because even the way they started the statement it's like I'm feeling fatigued you can yeah. see loads of doubt it's like should I rest, should I reduce my training and i'd say if you're feeling fatigued like this individual would benefit way more from just taking a break because yeah, it seems yeah it seems like they're even the way the question came is they're mentally tired you know mentally yeah. fighting well, it, sounds, with the,
1: it sounds mentally tired The yeah. question. Yeah, like, yeah. The, i can imagine someone asking it sighing yeah
3: like, yeah, huh. yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, i just so want to take just... a break but i'm scared of yeah, don't, and,
0: don't be scared. It's so important to listen to your body. Um, well, that's the thing.
1: If you're feeling fatigued, you're already probably on the wrong side. Yep. So <laughs> yeah. So, deloading not going to help you. Because, yeah, you deload before you feel fatigued to stop you from feeling fatigued. As soon as you feel fatigued, you're better off taking De- time. Take a, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. So, either maybe you're someone who needs to schedule in some deloads. Uh, that might be a good idea. If you you know if you're good at following a structured program, put those in every you know four four five weeks or so. You know yourself best. Put those in. Like I said, if you're feeling fatigued, you've probably gone too far. So yeah, take a week off. Enjoy.
3: After listening to this, take a week off. Hydrate, walk around, and just just give yourself a mental break and a physical one too. Yeah, Yeah. get
1: your steps in. Maybe Mm -hmm. as part of. Rather than just doing steps and go to the gym, take that gym time and go walk in some nature. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that
0: sounds so good. Yeah.
1: yeah. Even Use better. an hour to do something else that's more nourishing for recovery.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and such people, you know, there's, um, you've seen guys who are like, I'm resting. And then it's like I'm resting, but Drink I'm doing abs. push-ups.
1: <laughs> do not
3: just rest. Like, don't do any abs, oh, crunches, yeah. nothing.
1: Yeah, people make me laugh for ones that are like, I'm going to rest. I mean, you see them doing loads of home DIY or start a project yeah. at yeah. home, like building something. <laughs> yeah. like, well, I'm that's hard rest. work. There's a lot of calories burning, a lot of energy. It's yeah, like,
3: that's hard just... work. So for you, take a rest and, you know, go out in nature because you, you sound also mentally yeah, maybe tired. tired yeah. So just... Focus on getting, men, uh, how do you say, like, mentally rested and physically too. Rejuvenated. Yeah, otherwise it will affect you in the gym, definitely.
0: Yeah, good. Question two. I've noticed you get in your steps by walking. What are your thoughts on running? So I'm assuming thoughts on running to get in your sort of step count. Um, so uh, what I would say with this is that, we use steps sort of as an artificial way of calculating need. So NEAT is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So it's supposed to be exercise that you're not planning. Um, I mean, you do plan a walk, but it's, you know, you're not expending that many calories. Um, and it, yeah, it's just a way of measuring your need. Whereas for running, I, I wouldn't count that as, as my steps. That to me is planned physical activity, and you should account for it as such. Completely agree.
3: Yeah, Run, running is it's a, it's it's a workout. It's not. I don't think it's well, Yeah, it doesn't fall in the same category as as walking. No, yeah, I mean
0: you burn more more calories running, you know, than you you would weight training the equivalent of weight
2: training
3: yeah, generally,
1: and and, and, um, and you plan for it. Yes, and oh, yeah. Yeah bang for your buck, right, there's, there's no point using running as a way to get your neat in because you burn only fractional fraction or more calories in the walk. If you do an hour's walk versus half an hour 40 minutes of running, you'll burn almost the same amount of calories. Now, but the recoverability needed from the run yeah, is exactly. a lot higher so you therefore can't recover from that so well. And I think people need to distinguish between steps and cardio. The yeah. reason we do steps is to, to artificially, as you said, create this neat level. Because human beings are more sedentary than ever. We sit in cars, yeah. we sit in offices. You know? if, So that's why we, we use steps, because that's like mimicking almost going back to hunter-gatherer time, how much time we go walk around finding food.
2: Yeah.
1: But outside of that, you know, cardio is still important and running can be used as cardio but also running is not a great for me and for a lot of people you know cardio like running is more detrimental than other forms of cardio a lot more impactful on the joints if you like it and you genuinely get enjoyment from running do it but if you're forcing yourself to run find a cardio thing that you don't i play tig or tag, whichever way you want to call it, with, with Kaya last night in the park, Kaya and Kat, and it was really good fun. And we ran around like it is, and we play Nerf Wars with a Nerf gun for an hour. Like, that's good cardio because you don't even notice the time go.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah, and I'm not even thinking on running. But if you were to ask me, and I used to do a lot of running, you know, I've run marathons. Yeah. If you were to ask me, i run five miles, I'll be like, oh, I'll be starting off going, oh, yeah, <laughs> i gonna hurt my knees, and that's gonna hurt my ankles. You know, it's. I mean, I know I've got to recover from that, yeah. but when yeah. it's more enjoyable, and you're getting dopamine from it. The, the psychological and physiological benefit, the psych, dopamine release, and everything that goes with that, offsets all that cortisol and offsets all the stresses that you know that a hard cardio session may do. So, I always say, find a cardio session, cardio that you enjoy. Do that for your cardio. But keep moving around for your steps. And even, like, your steps don't have to go out and go walking. It may be do housework, put some music on, dance around your house, yeah. play with your kids. You know, stuff you don't have to think about. Just do.
3: Yeah, that's still... It would go into the step count because it's, it's essentially yeah. neat. We're just we're just trying to get neat that's why we, yeah we just
1: try the we're trying to use it as a point of monitoring as well yeah, yeah. If, it's, if it's as a variable we can monitor and control yeah.
3: yeah if it's cardio just like andy said find something you love plan it and just like training it needs progressive overload so just plan it like you would plan a workout with yeah. progressive overload and deloads
0: yeah and depending but, on your goals how much you, yeah. you're doing of bit
3: because what i've noticed a lot with runners they you just most of you run you don't plan it, you run, don't stretch, don't do mobility. Then you get the knee issues, use the wrong shoes. Um, well, so, I, I
0: love the quote, sorry, I just put that in yeah. there. You know, you, you, you need to be fit to run, don't run to be, run to fit. be fit. I yeah. love that. And yeah. I think it's so apt.
3: Yeah, so. You use
1: that for rugby, don't play rugby to get fit. Get fit to play rugby. Play rugby.
3: Yeah, cause it is a skill. You just don't yeah. come out of the house you've been walking and then the next day you're like, I'm going to do a 10k run. You well,
1: This is the thing, running's really technical. People don't mm. even realize this. Yeah. You know, foot placement, stride length, you know, shortening your stride length and going uphill, expanding your stride length when going downhill. These are techniques decent level runners know. Yeah. Which can help prevent injuries, help maximize speed and distance over effort.
3: Yeah. And they also have their deloads and
1: Yeah, and loading yeah so don't run every day just for sake of running every day yeah Yeah, well (laughs) that goes
0: into sort of you that's why you wouldn't want to put running as your your need because i think like andy you said you're just not going to recover from that if i let's say i for my need i walk 5k every day that's totally different from me running running 5k 5K. every day i'm (laughs) sure the wear and tear from that running 5k every day (laughs) will be way higher and i wouldn't be able to recover
1: yeah, but there's a reason humans walk everywhere and we don't sprint everywhere. Yeah. Right? Because that would make more sense. If we could recover from sprinting, we would sprint everywhere because it's a quicker way of travel. Yeah. But, but you know, it, it tires you out, so it becomes a, a pointless thing.
0: Yeah, so just, just remember, keep keep your running and things like that as cardio, and that's separate to neat. Yeah. Okay, number three. Can you maintain muscle on a calorie deficit? Keeping your workouts the same, and that is what we all strive for.
1: Yeah, there is, and it's almost impossible all at the same time. Yeah. There's no reason you should, again, have loads of muscle wastage, but over a period of time, if you are, if you're natural, a natural athlete, and over, say, you're cutting over six months. There will be some lean muscle yeah. loss. Yeah. There will. Yeah. You can't control that because the body's not very choosy about where it steals its energy from. It has its preferred sources, but eventually when you sit a long time, you know, it will. And this is why we have diet breaks a little bit. And I was listening to John Meadows the other day. And if you have uneven fat storage, like someone like me, who holds a lot more fat on, let's say, the lower ab area,
2: yeah.
1: right? You have to slow down cutting and come out for a week or two at a time and then go back into it to prevent so much muscle loss because you've got to really push it hard to lose that last bit of stomach fat
3: yeah yeah
1: (laughs) but also you've got to remember diet as well you've got to make sure your protein's at the right level because protein is muscle Mm sparing so it will support keeping muscle and protein synthesis if you reduce your protein too much you will not be making muscle, and you'll just be stealing it. So you can limit the amount of muscle you will lose, but or mitigate by doing all the right things. But at the end of the day, you will lose a bit, but it won't be noticeable because I know I'm one of these people. But when I lose a little bit of weight, I look bigger than when I was almost at the peak of my bulk, purely because I got better lines, better yeah. flow. You can see more definition. You know, my shoulders look rounded you know, vascular, Yeah, you know, and that is, you know, an optical illusion
2: because mm-hmm. I'm
1: actually smaller. You know, I might lose an inch on my arms, two inches, but they look bigger, you know? I may lose an inch on my legs and chest, but it doesn't matter because it's not about the size of tape measure. Yeah,
0: you've got to remember it's about that,
1: illusion. yeah. You know, especially on stage, but anyway.
0: Yeah, and I mean, muscle is an expensive tissue, you know, so uh it, it it is definitely something your body would be like, you know, if you're in a calorie deficit, that is kinda of like you know over evolution that would be you know the warning to your body that there's a famine and yeah let's get rid of the most expensive thing and what is that muscle tissue so like andy said so important keep your protein up and keep your strength training up don't think of being in a deficit as a time now to start doing you know making your weight training into some cardio circuit because that will be a surefire way to lose muscle yeah right.
1: so that means choosing your cardio properly yeah don't necessarily do loads of hit sessions because you yeah, know they're taxing on the body, but also they are yeah, you're using a lot of explosive muscle, which again is, as you said, expensive for the body. You know, you want to you yeah, know, moderate intensity stuff mm-hmm. or less training, I yeah. don't know. Well, what's your preferred method, Leon? Get ready for a stage Because this is what bodybuilding's about. It's about reducing the amount of lean muscle you lose as you cut.
3: Yeah, with the we did both because i'd do a few weeks with low intensity and then switch to yeah. a bit of a week or two of high intensity which yeah. we'd incorporate a lot of the spin bike
1: yeah i love the spin bike. yeah
3: the one the, uh, the fit rev one yeah mm-hmm. so we'd I'd, uh, I'd try and mix it up because i noticed with my first prep it like you said your body gets also gets used to the cardio so- somewhat, yeah, and yeah, you have you to can't...
0: periodize cardio. Yeah,
3: we're not all Ronnie Coleman who are going to do two hours of cardio, three hours. So,
1: oh. <laughs> yeah. well, I think you if know, it... I see people make the mistake of just doing hit every single yeah, day yeah. for the whole, the whole, the, uh whole prep, and they wonder why their legs suddenly look really. Yeah, strong. yeah, because yeah. it just
3: heals your size, especially legs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I'm not prepping, but I find for me list works so much better yeah it's
3: amazing and it,
0: just in uh, terms of you know your energy if you are on low calories you probably don't feel like an ex- sort of explosive session
3: yeah and then we i think we did hit more for the well
0: we didn't do true hit
3: it wasn't really true hit but no. it, it's more mit actually yeah, we say mit, yeah. Kind yeah.
1: Of decent but it like was even the high end of a mit, uh, moderate level yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah.
3: I used to do hit the once a week with the when i used to go to alpha with oh, the, yeah, you did salt, the assault bike, bike like, but it wasn't really for it was more for just it was more mindset just something different because i was like ah, treadmill again or go out for a walk yeah. or i could do hit and still you know enjoy my walk yeah later. And that's so, 10 yeah. minutes so yeah it was a good twelve
1: yeah. um you know, but the fact is, you know, this question's essentially the uh, the holy grail of, of bodybuilding. Body. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how can you lose weight without shrinking? Without you know? <laughs> yeah. and the fact is, during your off season get as big as you can, so it doesn't matter. Yep. Get as big as you can, <laughs> get <laughs> your calories high, you yeah. Season, so it doesn't really make much difference.
3: <laughs> but that's also another problem. But I guess we'll talk about it again. It's where people are scared of that extra fat during the off season so
0: well we were just saying we need to measure Leon's yeah, cheeks. i can
3: give you <laughs> my yeah, you. cheeks
0: bigger.
2: I, can,
3: <laughs> I can share this to someone's bicep now but yeah. like now i'm not really worried about that because i know the goal forward so it's just means, it's a mental that's, thing that's, a bit yeah.
1: you're, you're clear on your goal i yeah. think too many people get into doing things without clear goals. And we talked about this from season one through season two. Yeah, yeah. Knowing your goal, knowing your reasons and then having a clear goal, a clear divine goal because we, we do. And I think stage helps with that. But again, that's not for everyone. Yes. Um, But for a lot of people, have another goal. You know, Mm -hmm. and I love strength goals but if you're, you know, rather than focusing on scale weight in the off season, focus on improving your deadlift and knowing Mm -hmm. that the extra calorie is going to help that improving your squat knowing the extra calorie is going to help that you know these things you know uh, you know and don't worry so much about aesthetics you know this is probably a good time yeah. for people in Kenya you do it. It's a bit cooler. Yeah. You're not going to the coast. <laughs> True. Yeah. 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 You're not having to put on your your, your, your speedos and your bikinis. So, well, yeah. Well, it's the time. A, it's bulk they right? yeah. And then come, come Christmas time, when you want to go on your coast trips, you can be in a cup.
0: Yeah. And just remember, like, when you're bulking, you're taking your, your calories way up. So you can begin your deficit from a really, you know, beneficial optimal starting point so that you can you can go on lower calories but eat more. Um and that will help with sparing muscle. You know the lower calories you go, you know you're you, you know and for longer you're more likely to lose muscle.
1: I was I was listening to a podcast the other day with Fuad Abiad and the two guys, uh who was it? Um Chow. Yeah. No not Chow, no um, mm. blah, 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 um on real bodybuilding, I try to remember their names. We uh, were talking about
3: the two trainers. Um, is it by Elaine?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah,
3: and uh, Chris Tuttle. Yeah, Chris
1: Tuttle. Yeah, Elaine
3: Martin. Martin
1: yeah. yeah. So they were talking, and it was talking about about how long it takes after a cut to get your hormones and body back to normal, yeah. mm. <laughs> right, and get to some sort of optimal levels again because. People don't realise this. People talk about trying to get your health markers in place. It takes months to get your hormones and stuff, yeah. once you've been cutting for a long period, to a normal level. So,
3: Just to get the graph back
1: up. People are in a rush to bulk and a rush to cut. Right? They want the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. fact is, you've got to spend more time in a calorie surplus than you ever do a cut. It takes longer to get your calories and your insulin sensitivity, everything all back into a good thing. So you need to spend a lot of time eating, and with that, it's going to come body fat. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to put on meaningful muscle, if you're happy with the way you look, great. Keep in maintenance, brilliant. If you want to increase muscle mass, you will not do it by doing a lean bulk. You'll add. You'll be lucky to add if you're trying to lean bulk it. And It doesn't mean do like a really dirty and get yeah, really obese fat yeah. bulk. Yeah, you don't need but to do the that. fact is, if you're trying to lean bulk, you will not get the best of your your gains. You'll get you'll be lucky to get half a pound yeah. a year. Yeah, you'll be lucky. You might even get two hundred fifty grams of.
3: Of muscle, muscle tissue, so,
1: yeah. You know, I know I went. I pushed my calories really high last year, and I may have got about three pounds of growth mm-hmm. all on my back for some reason. My back grew great. Yeah. Not sure what happened to my chest. Um, <laughs> Genetics. <laughs> work sometimes. Yeah. You know, every bulk different. You know, different mix grow every time. So, <laughs> you know. So, um, but we can see it now's cut. But I was lucky. You know, I'm lucky to get by three pound. You know, yeah. And people got to realize. I pushed my weight up to the 200-pound mark in my off-season. Nice. And wow. I'm now sitting yeah. under 170 pounds. Wow. So, that's you know, 30, I compete yeah, yeah. on stage in early 160s. Gosh. So this shows yeah. you know, the amount you, you have to push to put on even three pounds of muscle. Yeah, I yeah. so think too many people are scared of that. Yeah. Well,
0: there also, I think people don't realise how uh, sort of detrimental to you being in a deficit can be you know like you said we're all eager to get into this deficit lose body fat but you know we should really be trying to spend the least amount of time possible in that deficit you know that's why if you half-ass your diets and you're someone who's always chronically dieting or yo-yo dieting you know you you just really wrecking your you're not wrecking your metabolism but you're making it harder and harder each time for yourself and like and he said you know it does take time for you to you know to get everything all your health markers back to normal so when you're doing a deficit take it really seriously don't be like oh yeah might just do a cut for a, you know, for a year two weeks or, <laughs> or something like that you know really plan it yeah and 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 be and be smart about it get in and out um, well I think we spent a, a long it. time well, on that question. One thing I <laughs> think like, okay. I mean,
1: social media hasn't helped there. Yeah. A lot of people want to remain lean to post on social media, especially women.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: And I think there's a lot more stigma attached to women being a bulk. Yeah. I think we need to you need to understand your goals. And if that means don't post with your kit off on Instagram, you you know, your bulk, yeah? if your goal's strong enough, you do it.
0: Anyway, uh, okay. That no, that I mean that could be a whole One, podcast. Yeah. We were talking about that with our friend just yeah, just yesterday, just yesterday yeah. actually, <laughs> and you know how yeah for women you hardly ever see women on IG bulking. I I am trying to even think. Um, Corinne. Yeah, Corinne. Trying to do it. We to do it. Most of them in some sort of lean, lean way. Yeah, yeah. 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 See, actually, yeah,
1: there's um her, Esther Alvarez. She's in Germany. personal mm-hmm. in Germany. She to a guy in American army. She. And she's not you know she doesn't have loads of followers but I keep an eye on that because you know, she, she, you know i've seen her bulking yeah like she pushed her weight right up and now it's, she's in a cut. but she you know she wasn't scared of that you know mm-hmm. and she, you know
3: yeah it's crazy because we can we can yeah. count we can you, do. you can count well, the the number of women you know that like yeah. are bulking
0: <laughs> and i mean it's it, it, yeah i mean it's yeah it's hard when you're not looking you know, there's not much definition there but i think it's so important for women to do it and to make it acceptable and that you can still uh you can still you know post your videos it's okay um you know like for us we've been filming a lot of videos for our website and for our, for our online stuff and i'm like it, it, one part of my brain was like this is a really bad time to be filming it when you know you're, you're in your like prime bulk body but yeah. then i was like who cares who cares yeah. you know as long as i'm showing the exercises in the form and i'm
1: i'm okay with it, it doesn't matter if i don't have I'm the one abs, like a teddy and... yeah. but i think too many people tell to their worth to their follows and their uh, mm-hmm. instagram likes yeah and that's why so many and men aren't far behind women nowadays but a lot of women feel we've got to be taking photos in their bikinis Mm-hmm. posting on instagram to get the likes yeah and at the end of the day you don't need to and what happens is, is more people use instagram for a long period you realize actually you don't want to follow people who don't offer anything yeah you don't want, yeah. I've been unfollowing. Like, well, yeah i do follow people all the time nowadays. that yeah. offer no content and i'm happy for people to unfollow me yes you know yeah. my number goes down because it means there's loads of like you know People that I'm not interested in. People I interact
0: with are the ones I'm more interested in. Exactly. Exactly. Definitely, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> so, well, hopefully we answered that question well. Um, <laughs> number four. What is the most effective way of growing your legs? Huh.
2: Hard ah. work. Yeah. Hard I'm tra- work.
3: <laughs> I'm trying to think, is it exercise-wise or... Cause... Um, um,
1: no, you know, it's everything, I suppose. Yes. Yeah, Go back into being in a bulk, eat calorie surplus,
3: And just, train
1: hard yep, and, heavy, and heavy, but also across all rep ranges. Mm-hmm.
3: And you me, know, I think
1: too many people just up oh, four lots of eight on squatting, yeah. their legs go great. Yeah. But it depends on different people react differently. Some people need more volume, some need less, less volume. yeah. You know, calves might need more volume, you know, and also understanding how often you train your legs because legs quads hamstrings calves hip flexors all these things you can't do in one session a week yeah because we because
3: i I think we talked about it in programming where most people start off with bro splits and you end up cramming your leg workouts on one day you want to do your hamstring calves quads and you forget you've been doing your upper body on the other, what, four or five days where you have your shoulders, your back. So our I guess our programming episode is a good one for you to check out on how you can program yes. your leg workouts. I think
1: most men, when they say, is this from a guy or from a, a lady? Uh, yeah, it's this a guy. is a guy, yeah. <laughs> they quads. He's talking about his quads. If he's talking about his calves, mm-hmm. no one knows. That's a mystery <laughs> of all <that. laughs> Um, I was looking at this woman in Tesco um, when I was doing click and collect. I was picking up some shopping. She yeah. had massive car. just a normal woman. And I was like, so yeah. like, Look at her calf! Look at her! rude! No, it's just rude. Like, yeah. But, um, <laughs> well, but, um, quads, you know, look, you've just got to try what works for you. Don't be tied to squatting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Try yeah. hack squats, try leg presses, tr- leg extensions, find and mix it up and vary it and vary the rep ranges and find what works best for your your leg development everyone's different i think you know you need a quad dominant session
2: yeah
1: also grow your you know work but then you, you know you want to keep balance so you got to do your hamstrings yeah. and a lot of guys forget glutes and adductors mm-hmm. and everything else mm-hmm. you know it's not just about the quads if you want proper big legs you want your legs to look big, you know almost abductors are doctors. Yeah. You know, we give that nice shape. Yeah. You know?
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah and, and, and single leg work too is, is great. Yes.
3: And, <laughs> uh, yeah. love that. And also by giving your, by looking for what works for you, give it time. Don't be changing your workout yes. after two weeks. Yeah. If you're doing high volume and you want to see how it works, you know, give it time, do your logging, if you're measuring your quads or whatever just log it see how it works for you if you're recovering well if it doesn't you know switch try something else give it time you eventually you'll find what works for you
1: and recover Uh, recover, recovery yeah Yeah. going back to programming i would start my you know maybe sec you know second day in my weekly rotation a leg maybe quad dominant then have uh You know, have another upper body session, maybe a pool session, then a rest day.
2: Yeah.
1: Then go back to legs then. And then to make it hamstring dominant. Hamstring dominant,
2: yeah.
1: And, you know, then you've got one more than rest. Um, You know, something like that. So you get plenty of rest. And then be in a calorie surplus. And don't change your program for 12 weeks. Be in a calorie surplus, you know, eight months of the year, ten months of the year. And see where your legs
3: are at. Yeah, and log it. You know, write, write, write it down so you can know yeah. which, which works. Yeah. yeah. Good luck. Yeah.
0: Tell us how you do.
3: Yeah, I know. Give us feedback. Check, after... check
0: back in uh, in eight months. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Best both and go heavy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's very
0: nice. Okay, question five How much rest should you take from one set to the next while strength training?
3: I have a feeling we talked need? about this.
0: Did we yeah. yeah, I think I mean yeah. there's lots of okay. you know if you're powerlifting they'll take you know 3 minutes
3: yeah cuz they need um, fully recover for each set
0: I'll say if I'm I'm sort of training in the lower ranges I'll take minimum uh, 2 minutes for my sort of um main oh, main fair. sort of main lifts mm-hmm. and then as I go into slightly higher rep ranges later on in the workout, then I'll, you know, take a minute, 90 seconds, something like that. So
1: Yeah, you want probably at least a minute
0: yeah.
1: to allow the ATP to recover. But I will, if I'm doing, say, deadlifts or squats and I'm, I'm doing even reps of eight, I may need up to five minutes at times. If I'm going mm-hmm. really heavy, yeah. as heavy as I can for eight reps... I will be seeing stars by the end of that lift i need to take a sit down and okay. i will only go back to that bar once i'm in a good place to do it yeah that's okay. that's then what i was going to say try to lift when you're tired
3: yeah yeah i was going to say say even because uh, sometimes your your rest period can be used as a way to progressively overload yes so yeah. you you record your rest time and see you know like Andy said, I did eight. you did eight heavy reps today, deadlifts, rested for five minutes. So next set, you know, you can try it, same intensity and try rest for four and a half, see how that works. And so with your time, it's, I think it's also just your goal and how you feel it. Because yeah. yeah, sometimes you just need as long as, especially if you've done an all out set.
1: Again, vary it. Try different things. Yeah. Sometimes you go in and you're running out of time in the gym, and you've got, or mm-hmm. maybe now when we come out of lockdown, we say you can go to the gym, but you've got book hour slots.
2: Yeah. You yeah. have to get
1: that session in an hour. And then you may have to go quicker with your rest periods. See how you can recover. Maybe do a little bit less volume or do yeah. a little bit less weight and, and, and vary your things and see how you go. Because, you know, if you're under a time limit, some of my best sessions I've done in forty five minutes, but also some of my best sessions are taken two hours. Well, yeah,
0: yeah, so true. it depends and it's it's yes. in, it is important though to take your rest periods seriously. Yeah. Um I mean in that you're not someone who's on their phone and ten minutes go by. Yes. So I do I do like to time mine. Um and also so that you, you again you're not turning it into some kind of circuit training, you know, taking 30 seconds because i know yeah. i have a lot of clients who hate resting and i'm like you you, you have to you have to rest we're not doing circuit training yeah the like-
1: time as if i'm doing metabolic work maybe mm-hmm. Me, if i'm doing blood flow restriction so i don't have to take the bfr straps off i do twenty second seconds oh yeah mm-hmm. you do it quick well then that's, that's for a specific purpose metabolic yeah. um work and with the bfr straps you want to have your bfr straps You've yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? you got so, numb. Like when you, you, your hands are all like dead, and you've black. You know, you know? But, um, yeah. That's the thing, you do 20 seconds. But that's got to serve as a purpose. Yeah. When you're talking about power and disregard, as long as you need to recover, yeah. essentially. Mm-hmm.
0: Great. Okay, question six. Does pain the next day after your workout mean that it was effective? Uh, so, yeah,
3: pain. We, <clears throat> we, we, so that, I
0: guess that's DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness. Uh, okay. Yeah,
2: it's but. Things,
1: yeah, pain injury is definitely undesired. Yeah. DOMS m- can be good, can be bad. It's, uh, you know, it's one of those things. I, you know, we all like being DOMS because it makes us think we had a really tough session. <laughs> yeah. But I think is that just an ego thing? I think yes. so. Yeah,
0: it, 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 is it is an it is an ego thing, and it is not a sign of an effective workout. And that's just it, muscle soreness. In you know a little bit is okay. I mean, it shows you you're kind of on the right track, you know, with your weights and everything. Um, but it's not that should not be your number one indicator of was that workout good? Um, yeah. because it can stop you progressing, um, in your other workouts if you're in so much pain. And that's what. Um, you know that happens and what we've said if after lockdown you now head into the gym with serious psych and kill yourself you're, you're not doing yourself any favours at all um, and, and again working with lots of different clients they'll tell me oh I didn't, I didn't feel sore after that workout Do you, did, did I work hard enough? I'm like you work absolutely fine you know it, you don't have to be sweating you don't you have don't to have be to. feeling sore the next day
1: Naturally, actually, the better you get, and the harder you you know you lift, and get your body adapts to it, you won't feel DOMS every time. The only time I really get DOMS is if I start doing a new exercise. Yeah. Or well, the classic one for me is abdoms.
2: Because oh, I do mean, yeah. my abs
1: flat out all the time, but if yeah. I do, say, for a lab circuit, because I'm in prep, mm. for the first couple of weeks, you know, I get abs doms. Yeah. just because my body's not used to doing them.
0: Yeah, exactly.
3: Yeah, for me, I'm I'm still searching for my quad doms. When I get them, I'll let you guys yeah. know. Yeah, but <laughs>
1: they there are undesirable to me. Oh, I is, hate I quad doms. When you get leg doms, <laughs> it's like a bit quads. It stops you from doing anything. You yeah. can't sit. It's horrible. Yeah,
3: my the ego is looking can't for those. Hard the
1: steps. Hard. It's just
0: undesirable. It be. is. It really is. I, yeah. I, I, personally don't like uh, muscle
3: soreness. But sodas. like, like also we said, if it's pain, pain, like you know, knee pain, joint pain, go see a physio. Yeah, that's pain, that is yes. not well, the good. different yeah. yeah. to soreness. Yeah. yeah. Now
1: I get, I get DOMS, like off that cable with the new equipment. Yeah. And yeah. Lower back doms the following day, and even now, I mean, yeah, but that's just because it's a new exercise, and yeah. that's also undesirable because you can't do much of love, especially yeah. when you wake up and you try to get your boxes <laughs> short, so you can't, yeah, you can't like bend and you have this, yeah, you're <laughs> like, yeah, like you're in a care hunt, you're trying to wiggle into a pair of boxes, so yeah, like, yeah. so I it's kn- undesirable, yeah, yeah.
3: I know when we use cables, or next time we use any other machines like a leg press, it'll be be an interesting following day.
1: <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. You've also got to remember, if you're a nutrition point, yeah. you're less likely to get DOMS as well. Yes, like your salt up yes, yes. Your glycogen, uh, glucosamine levels, and all these little things, you know, your and triglycerides, your oils in your joints, you should you'll probably feel less pain. If you've yeah. got all your nutrition boxes ticked, you're less likely to get DOMS. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Good. Number seven, what exercise... Should I do to increase my pull-up strength? Pull-ups. Pull-ups.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah. I was just saying, just Practice. The start off with assisted pull-ups, and then reduce the assistance.
3: Yeah, progressively overload with the pull-ups. I guess. What was
1: it? Progressively overload the pull-ups if you want to do. Yeah, you know, it's a bit like, it's like different. Like pull-ups, are, you should be able to do because it's body weight. You don't yeah. necessarily uh, increase your strength for that work on them um with something like a deadlift you can do ax, you know axillary ax, muscles or ancillary muscles you know work on them but as you said pull up system progressively so yeah. start with like maybe an arm wrap of a, an assisted pull up reduce the assistance and do less reps and or yeah. do negatives, negatives. Negatives like, and, and ISO holds those also are, yeah, at the those top are, are
0: great. Mm-hmm. So, and just, yeah. you know, even if you, every session, you can just throw in, you know, three here, yeah, yeah. three there, and you you, you will um, improve.
1: Don't be embarrassed about you doing assisted pulls as well, assisted chins, because you've got to start somewhere. Yeah. And in fact, I still do assisted ones after a heavy row session just to finish off my back. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes. So it's not a, like, I can do loads of pull-ups. You know, it's um, it's one of those things where don't be embarrassed about doing certain things. Don't don't set your stall based on what others will think.
0: Exactly. Yeah. No assisted are great. I mean, especially if you want to get in more volume. Um, exactly. Then then do assisted. I mean, like some gyms have that machine, but it's not. I mean, you can use it, but I think yeah. bands are, are better because you're working the hardest part. um yeah. And yeah, throw in some slow centrics and even some iso holds.
1: Yeah, yeah like, like with everything. Grip strength. Yeah, yeah. If, well, that's the only thing I'd say. If your grip fails before your lats fail, then maybe work on your grip strength. If your biceps fail before your back fails, maybe do some progressive work on your biceps. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good. All right. Question eight. What are the alternatives to hamstring curls when working out at home? Um,
1: There needs to be an alternative because you can still do hamstring curls. You can do like bag curls. So you put a rucksack, you put the straps over your ankles, lay on your front on a cushion or a pillow and curl the bag up to your buttocks or use a band. And do the same thing. Yeah, you, know, you can still do just because
3: you're at home. You can still do hamstring
1: curls. Absolutely. Even yeah. with the towel. Towel, socks
3: Ow. on your floor. Yeah, on your lie on your back and do the yeah. sliders.
0: Yeah, there's there's sliders. Yeah. And, the sliders are and deadly.
3: they they're like they're intense. Even when you oh. still do heavy hamstring curls and you get to the sliders and like Swiss ball curls, my hamstrings still feel them till today.
1: And, and I suppose that, the yeah. question's not just about replacing hamstring. That's what we've asked. But we can look at it more. What's the most effective exercise for your hamstring? And it yeah. depends on the people. Like RDLs? Can you do RDL at home? Can you do deadlifts at home? You know, potentially your RDLs might, you know, if you can really load up your hamstrings without loading your lower back, may be more effective for you. You know, squatting may be more effective if you're very much a a, a hamstring squatter and glute squatter. You know, it's about what's effective for you. But again, you don't need to rule out just because you're at home. Hamstring curls, you can still curl.
0: You can curl. Yeah, you've got uh, like elevated single leg glute bridges. That yep. will get your hamstrings big time. If you have a Swiss ball at home, ha- those curls yep. are deadly. Yep. And a really good one is, um, this is quite hard to describe, it's sort of like an ISO hold with a towel. Like yeah, you're standing uh, and you're, you're pulling against the towel. Or oh, your, 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 really your, yeah, yeah. your hammies will be on
1: fire. And
3: yeah, just like the pull-ups, ISO holds and slow eccentrics. Yeah,
1: like they work magic. You know i had people when training at home using doing a lot of bag workouts yeah so you put bad loops over your over your ankles and you can still curl the bag up yeah
0: no there's oh, yeah. there's so many <laughs> i mean with lockdown there's some awesome uh ideas coming out but you know just keep your the basic principles in in mind
1: and uh, the we... unilateral work because then you need mm. less weight yeah yeah, yeah. um so.
0: definitely. Okay, question nine. Which muscle groups help with faster and longer running?
3: <laughs> L- legs. Well, well, I mean, your glutes
0: are so yeah. important. Like, I know, glutes. Your, your posterior chain when you're running uh, is really glutes. important. Just
1: your posterior chain as a whole. Um, glutes and hammies. Running the bad and calves. Uh-huh. No, because their core's not strong enough. So they run and we get the sore, so, sore back yeah. from
3: running. And you need, your your need strong shoulders? Be yeah, able hip to
1: flexors to be fair, yeah. running as we said earlier is very technical. It's not technical, <laughs> actually can be a whole body because you've got to think of your arm movement, mm-hmm. especially how qu- depends how quick you're going, you're generating force through the body, your glute strength. Yeah.
0: But when you look even at marathon runners, um, like they, they do strength training sessions, um, so it is a very important for, for runners to incorporate strength training sessions, and again, it can be your. You know, squats, uh, deadlifts, hip thrusts, um, overhead some, uh, yeah, overhead
1: presses. You know, hitting all the main muscle groups. Some unilateral well, work. Box, stuff. Mm-hmm. box jumps and stuff, plyometric things. Purely because with running, a lot of it's actually bounding.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: The, off the ball, you know.
3: So. You've trained with uh, Walter, yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, he does a lot of his dynamic and explosive stuff, and then he'll have his strength sessions and fieldwork conditioning. So,
0: well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's an about, well, I exactly a uh, Kenyan national sprinter. Yeah,
3: yeah, he's he, a he's good incredible. guy to yeah. ask for tips. Cause, well,
0: it depends if you're a sprinter or a marathon runner here. Um, yeah. I don't know. Well, so. I think
1: the basic principle of running is much the same, it's how much force you generate differs between the two. Yeah, I think, do you know. You need more endurance for the distance. Well, uh, yeah, that yeah. can be a natural genetic thing as well. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, question 10. This is for you too. What? Can I eventually achieve the same physique as a person on anabolics?
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, jeez. And no. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> can you? The question is, can you achieve the same physique as Mr. Olympia?
3: no i think so yeah that, that's pretty much it's can like can you yep.
1: tra- can you achieve the same as most average anabolic users in it, gyms across say the uk and us yes you can yeah and that is the thing can you achieve a body of most of uh guys Inst- you see on instagram instagram yes, models know, guy because
2: yeah.
1: everyone's got a genetic ceiling and anabolics can help you push past that genetic ceiling and it's anabolics, as we said in the anabolic exercise it's about time yeah. reducing time it takes to get to that level. Yeah. But if you've got time in your hands and you're a young guy, you can have a great physique. You look at Kai Green when he was a natural, he's got a better physique than most guys walking around anywhere.
3: Yeah the guy who or asked is the guy who asked is probably ten years younger than me. So
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah got you've time. got time on your side. Well yeah. this this ties into the the next question which I think was by him as well. Yeah. How long should one train before uh, taking anabolics?
3: You must right. first of all listen to the previous episode we did.
1: Yeah, first. First and Here's foremost, the thing. <laughs> as you say, go back, listen to that episode, and actually listen. Maybe write notes. Yeah. You've got to realise that. What are you? You know, does he want to go onto stage?
3: Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, do you do you want Is to compete?
1: Just want to look good around the gym because don't go on. That. It's a lifetime commitment, possibly.
3: Don't go on Yeah, especially
1: if you start too young. Yeah, it becomes a lifetime commitment.
3: Yeah.
1: You could be on, possibly on testosterone for the rest of your life.
3: Yeah, and then at 20, I think, no. that's no. That would be a bit silly. Unless then your goal is to really be a Mr. Olympia or head in that direction.
1: Big, yeah. big open bodybuilding, yeah, maybe. But then, look, can you be natural
3: up until
1: 25
3: and still yeah. maybe Olympia stage. Yes, cause people yeah. have. Yeah, I'm, you
1: know? you I mean, Patrick Moore. Yeah, even uh, Arash
3: turned yeah. poor 34, he was still natural. Uh, yeah, Patrick Moore. Patrick Moore, he's
1: in his late 30s now, he only got into bodybuilding in his 30s. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You know? I um, mean,
3: even uh, you had the, the Ronnie Coleman podcast.
1: Yeah. He started. He got More Mr. Olympia at 34.
3: Yeah. Started his anabolics at 30. So
1: yeah, exactly.
0: So definitely so it's, wait.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> don't it's, be. You actually are. If you're not chasing Olympia glory, the longer you leave it, the better it is for your health. The longer you on steroids, the worse it is for your health. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And yeah. again, genetic plays a big part. So
1: just don't use them if you don't need to. Yeah. yeah.
3: Go see a I'll doctor work, if you can.
1: Eat properly tick all those boxes first once you know what you're doing with your nutrition all your big
3: rocks and even training because most yeah. people i think don't train hard don't. As, especially
1: Ten, in... 90% of people talk about deloads when we have never loaded yeah
3: deload. especially you in know? your 20s when you know which is normal is you know curls for the girls you want to look good going out for De- the girls and Yeah. so it's, it's. i don't think most people really Train the art hard. So, yeah, so which exactly. you don't have to if your goal is to, you know, just look good. So, yeah,
1: exactly. You don't need that body to look good on beach. Yeah. Go. Yeah.
0: No. All right. Okay. And our final question today: How to enjoy celebrations without <laughs> feeling guilty whilst you're on a plan? And we were having a chat about this before. If it's your birthday, if it's Christmas, if it's something like that, just something
2: special. Just yeah.
0: enjoy. Yeah. Please don't track. Please don't yeah. sort of slash your calories in half the day before and then go on the treadmill the next day to burn it all off. Yeah, that's you just don't guilt. Need to. You it's really
1: not don't. If you're preparing for stage and you've got stage competition coming up, and you're yeah, player. that's different. Yeah, then, yeah. because yeah. You know, but if you're a normal general population person and you're enjoying your training, you're losing weight for, because you want to. Don't sweat it. It's one day to put on a pound of body you need to eat 3,500 calories surplus yeah. of where your medicine is, which is a hell of a lot of food to put on one pound. Granted, that's one pound of body fat, And that's you know, surplus. But yeah. that will add them fluid and glycogen on top of that. But you know, even if you went out and enjoyed yourself and you come back five pounds heavy the following day, that is water, that is glycogen, that is yeah. all, salt all the salt and everything else don't sweat it'll bounce back within the week yeah.
3: also i was going to say especially if say you've been training for a while you know you work hard and you follow your nutrition you you try your best i don't think one day will it mentally it might play with you with your head but it's not yeah. what's happened you've not gained
0: You've not,
1: you've not failed. Uh, yeah. You've you're not. No. Just because you enjoyed. With food again. If yeah. you're one of these people who've got bad relationships with food and you go have a, a fun night because it's your birthday and then you spend the next week binging. Yeah. That's different. You know, you. but you need to address the initial problem first of your poor relationship with food. 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 Yeah. yeah. Now, if on the other hand, you've got a good relationship with food, you don't you know you're going to bounce back the next day and get back onto your macros and just track normally then it's not a big deal yeah. I do think though if you are someone who, say it's a weekly date night, we were saying this before and you just want to factor it in or you fancy a one off nice meal with friends and it's a friend's birthday it's not your birthday then just factor it in across the week Yeah, you know, weight yeah. loss isn't a daily thing, it's a week, it's a long term thing bit weekly or monthly so you are thinking your calories over the week and you go well I will have a little bit less every day save up an extra 500,000 calories that one day yeah. but still no. when you hit the scales if you if someone who weighs himself every day you will be heavier It yeah. won't be body fat so don't sweat it
3: yeah because many people I think tend to be scared when they say mess up like today you felt like having a chocolate you have it and then it's like oh i feel bad and they forget yeah. there's tomorrow there's the next day and you can still you know make it up during the week you have you have your yes. weekly calorie intake your monthly caloric intake
0: yeah and i mean if you if you know you've got you know you're going to have a lot of cake or, or whatever your celebration will entail it's generally fat and carbs um so mm-hmm. you you can just try and sort of in the morning have a you know a nice high protein, high protein meal yeah. just to try and get that in
1: i do protein i i if i'm if it's like a a thing like i will do it for say i meet up my friends. we have a yearly get together probably won't happen with because of covid yeah. where we go to Dartmouth for gatta i will protein fast right in anticipation for that actually because it's normally three days of it actually i'll, I'll most a week but protein fast if it's a one-off thing I'm meeting say family for a meal family dinner or something it's going to be out and we know it's going to be messy we are protein fast I will fast in the morning but then come two o'clock and Mister taught me have a pro you know a high protein meal probably a salad at 2pm with maybe egg whites added cooked egg whites added yeah. just purely to hit that protein so therefore you can enjoy the rest of the meal later knowing your because the most important nutrient when you're trying to maintain muscle, lose weight, is your protein. Is protein, that yeah. protein. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Everything else can be balanced. So, really, going to out for burger and chips at night—if you've had your hit your proteins already—you're going to be laughing.
2: You'll
0: be yeah. good. You'll be good. Yeah. So. And again, food—food food is there to be enjoyed. It's not the enemy. It's not punishment. What? Yes. And there's that more is, more to is life. Energy
1: storage. It's not yeah. what you are. No. Yeah. It, it really
0: isn't. And I think there's nothing more sad than and i've been there i've been there myself when you're okay. you're having your cake and you're just feeling guilty and it's your birthday and it's just yeah. there's that there, there is you will not be happier if you've you know if you've got your six pack i mean you were with your family and your friends you're eating cake just enjoy it
1: well, and there's a the thing it's like you should be able to have an open conversation like this with your coach and your coach should say to you enjoy your birthday. A good coach will say, enjoy your birthday, you've worked really hard, don't sweat it. A bad coach will say, oh, eat this, eat that, reduce this, reduce that. That's a bad coach. If someone tells you, yeah. on your birthday, or on Christmas Day, to calorie restrict, unless it's a medical reason you should be, they are not looking after you. Nope. Yeah. Mentally, mental health is as important <laughs> as the physical side. Of that. Yeah, good. Yeah,
3: yeah. And you find... Well, yeah, this is maybe from experience, but you find such coaches, you know, telling you do extra hour of cardio oh, before no. your birthday yeah. or after, wear a waist trainer, don't eat fruit because it's sugar and all this nonsense. They don't do the same. They 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 tell they you know preach water, drink wine. So yeah. sometimes if your coach is that way, ask them. Do you you know what do you do on your birthday? Do you You've, yeah you'll find coaches, half of them don't
1: you, you, on your weekly check in the week before say it's gonna be my birthday on the friday whatever coach i know if it's me i say enjoy your birthday yeah yeah. Yes. you know if you've got a hard target you really want you got a holiday coming up i will then look at what can we adjust around that day so yeah. you can still enjoy that day yep do we just re- reduce a thousand calories across the other six days easily done Yeah. You know, 150 calories a day is gonna, you know, see you pretty much there. So, you know.
3: Yeah. Because this this comes down to it will create a very like a bad um. What it's do you a say? poor
0: relationship, unsustainable relationship. And also,
3: and also, just a bad energy when it comes to like your birthday or like yeah. Christmas. You would not yeah, really. Yeah,
1: it their guilt, and nothing. Yeah. Or yeah, well, it could be your child's birthday. You know, sometimes yeah. you need to be present in those moments and. I think, you know, once you realize that actually you can adjust over the week and and you can manipulate food to get the body you want, it's, it's liberating. Once you realize you're not fat, you're just storing body fat and you can shed that if you choose to.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's that's wonderful, Andy. I love that. And yep. it's that's the whole, you know, what we what we want to teach everyone is, is flexible dieting, how to can take you know, take control of your nutrition so that you can fit it into your lifestyle. We're not setting rigid diet plans and things like that.
2: So-
1: what a competitive bodybuilder. Don't sweat it so much. That's different because you choose to you've chosen to do that and therefore there isn't really a balance. But if you're just trying to lose weight and get a better body you can do that in a balanced, enjoyable way. Yeah, it doesn't have to be horrible and oppressive.
3: Yeah, build build a good relationship with food. Don't,
1: and don't.
3: Your coach. Yeah, and your coach. Mm-hmm. Don't sacrifice. You, the coach
1: you can tell things to. Yeah. You know, I know if I spoke to you and said that my birthday's coming up, you guys are going to say, "Oh no, don't do that." Because all that happens is if you're the coach to do that, people just won't tell you when my birthday. Yep. When there's a ch- <laughs> just it's true. Yep.
2: <laughs> you
0: won't know why you suddenly put weight on yeah exactly uh, so well i think we're gonna end that there for this week um so again thanks to everyone who sent those questions we really appreciate that
2: yes
0: um so we've got a couple of episodes left for the season uh we have a great one coming up next week so we'll see you then
3: yeah and if Thank you, you if you see the question tabs ask the questions don't, yes, you, you don't you don't have to slide into the DM yeah, you don't, can ask me and Andy <laughs> let me and
0: Andy get more questions than
3: Leon yeah. please <laughs> yeah don't because I know most people prefer to go into the DM it's easier but yeah just
1: yeah I have things in the DM. I love your, Love the podcast keep up with good work love the podcast we really enjoy listening to it don't see us people asking questions yeah you know, and I love the fact that you tell me you're enjoying the podcast and I appreciate you massively but I know. I know you've got questions because you ask me questions normally on the back of that comment. Yeah. Where yeah. when the question tab comes up, no one wants to. It's a bit like when you do a training course and you go at the end of doing your speech thing, and hey, mm-hmm. any questions, and the room silent. When you when you get the coffee late or drink, yeah, someone comes up to you and says, oh, "I've got a question." Yeah. So, oh, I just asked you if you had a question. Yeah. So, no, but anyway.
0: We love so, answering them. Yeah, so
3: we love it. Yeah, bring those questions. Don't be scared. We. Yeah. We try our best to answer all of them. And yeah, yeah, and those, you know, if you love the podcast, go leave a review on, um, what is it? Apple Podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud. Yeah, just leave a review, share, like, and, you know, spread the word.
2: Yeah. Please. All right. (laughs)